Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Vicki, and I'm here all by myself today to do another practical episode about a homeschooling topic. So we get questions from our Seventh Sisters asking us just very concrete things sometimes, and it's one, this question happened to fall into my wheelhouse. So so wanted to talk a little bit about choosing psychology as a major in college. Um, so we had questions on how teens explore that in a high school level and what they can do to decide, you know, towards a, a college major and choosing colleges and that kind of thing. So let's talk about the the different aspects of psychology. So if you have a teen that's interested in helping people and they they really have a heart for making the world a better place, not necessarily getting rich, but you know, making the world a better place, you know, psychology is definitely a really needed field uh, for young people to go into, especially uh, Christians. So I, our field just needs that positive influence that we as believers can offer to it. So most of you guys know that I have been a counselor for a couple decades plus, and I love my job. I work in private practice, and I have the most rewarding, I think, job that anybody could imagine. So I'm not driving, you know, a Rolls Royce or anything, uh, but to me, the ability to help people's lives be better is well worth the investment. So anyway, I first off would really encourage anybody who has a teen that's even vaguely thinking about psychology, start off with gearing some curriculum in that direction. So an easy way to do that is with Seven Sisters Homeschools um, psychology course that I wrote and also human development. So it does matter which order you do those in, uh, that both of those are great preparation for exploring uh, the field of psychology. They are user-friendly courses that are levelable to, you know, from an average learner up to an honors level learner, and they're, they're fun. So I wrote those courses years ago when my kids were in high school, and I didn't want them to graduate without having exposure to those. And at that time, there weren't any Christian texts in those in those fields so I created those none of my kids have gone into counseling but it, hopefully some other kids have so anyway you start out with giving them a, a sort of an exposure to the overview of psychology and it, by doing these very simple courses and then as a career exploration like activity, teens can be doing volunteer work. Now they can't sit down, you know, in a counselor's office and watch a counselor at work because that's all protected by, you know, privacy rules. But they can volunteer at places where people need help. So any place where there are um, like community outreach activities or nursing homes, 
or um, food banks, you know, any place where there are people who need some support. So basically, you want to look for volunteer opportunities where you're working with people, and you want to see people in their ups and downs and experience what it's like to non-judgmentally be there with people who are having a hard time. So anything would count. You know, we we have a, a ministry here in our area called Urban Promise that works with the inner city kids. And so that's an opportunity. You know, the basic idea is get teens an opportunity to experience being with people in difficult circumstances and to walk in that in in a judge non-judgmental, you know, non biased sort of way. So that's a that's one of the most important things teens can do. Another thing they can do is actually experience counseling themselves. So, you know, a lot of teens will have anxiety or periods of sadness. And so if they get to noticing that, you know, let them experience a little bit of counseling. So generally insurance will cover it. If they don't have any anxiety or depression or anything going on, uh, just some life coaching or career coaching is an excellent way to kind of get a, a close feel to counseling. So it's not the same thing because counseling is about healing and coaching is about fulfilling who they are to be. Um, but the compassion and the, the presence of being with someone is the same kind of atmosphere. So to let them have that experience is a really, really um, great gift. And it would also eliminate it if they weren't called called to that field. You know, if they went to counseling and go like, gosh, that's boring, um, they may not want to go into that that field. So getting them that experience. They can also read books um, that like self-help books. So anything in the area of personal growth. So one of my uh, favorites that I recommend is Emotional Intelligence 2.0, which is uh, just kind of an experience of getting your your feet well wet in self-awareness. So that's that's uh, one. Seven Sisters doesn't have a study guide for it. It's just a, a good book. All right, so another thing that teens can do is read any biographies that they can find of someone who went through a tough time and uh, got to the other side. So anybody that's faced hardship, especially if they had guidance or mentorship or counseling. So that's, that's another area that they can do. Then one of the most important things that you can do is have them study the different areas of psychology that has um, opportunities for work. So there's different kinds of psychology-oriented jobs. So I'm going to read you a list of some of those. So one is a, a mental health counselor. That's what I am. So I am a master's degree um, counselor, and I work with, as, as a general practitioner in the community. I got my master's degree from Liberty University, and there's just a gazillion really good master's level programs. Um, so I'm a master's in counseling. You can also get a master's in community mental health. You can get it um, a master's in marriage and family therapy. So all of those will work with the, the local community in a um, position of helping people kind of one-to-one -one or families or couples. 
All right, another kind of job in the area is an actual psychologist. So you can be a counseling psychologist or a clinical psychologist. So counseling psychologists generally will work in private practice like I do. And a clinical psychologist very often works in more clinical settings. So we're talking like hospitals um, or big agencies where there are more challenging problems. So, you know, in private practice, we don't generally work with people who have uh, schizophrenia or things like that that require a lot of inpatient time. So, so a psychologist, whether it's clinical or counseling, needs a PhD. So it's a doctoral level position. All right, so then there are also human resource people that are, are sort of under the area of, of psychology. So human services, human resources, and they can start getting jobs at a bachelor's level, usually at the entry level in agencies or sometimes with the, the government. So they are, are limited in advancement, um, but it's a really good place to start. All right, another one is experimental psychology. So those are the people who work with organizations to find the best clinical um, ways, you know, of helping people. So they do um, clinical research, and they also will do marketing research, like what kind of things make people want to buy stuff. So if you're interested in both human psychology and marketing, that's a fun one to go into. Then there's forensic psychologists, so a lot of the young people these days are really into forensics, and uh, that's a, a absolutely delightful job if you're into that kind of thing. So, And then there's sports psychologists, so that's a field that is starting to grow, and so generally you need at least a master's degree and maybe even a doctorate according to what population you want to work with. So if you want to work with professional athletes, you would go all the way to the doctoral level, and Sports psychologists are the people who help athletes with their peak performance because what happens is when when an athlete gets off their game, often it's not their body, it's what they're thinking. And so working with how they think is a uh, absolutely delightful thing. So sometimes I get to work with local athletes on a, on a low-key level um, just because there's not many sports psychologists in this area. And it's fun to help them do the guided visualizations to get them back on their game. Then there's organizational psychology. So that's how to make the workplace a healthy and happy place. There are school counselors, and what a mission field. Now, these are, are school psychologists or school counselors who work in the actual school setting. They can do things as simple as help high schoolers figure out a schedule, but also dealing with crises, you know, students who are facing challenges or need IEPs, so it's very broad. Um, so generally, they can start working at a master's or a Ph.D. level. Then educational psychologists are like a school school counselor on steroids, so they need a PhD, and they are the experts that come in to help. They do testing and uh, evaluations. They um, tend to work in private schools or with several schools in a public school setting. 
There's psychiatrists. So if a young person was interested in medicine, so wanted to be a doctor and a counselor at the same time, they would get um, a medical degree with a psychological emphasis and study the medicines that help people get better. So that's a psychiatrist. All right, so that then there's on the other end, there's social work. So that, that's very similar to the counseling I do, but with a more community oriented, resource oriented slant. Um, in actual day to day practice, we look the same. And, and I, you know, I work with master's level social workers right here in the practice that I am at. And uh, so we, we pretty much are interchangeable in the day to day counseling. And then lastly, there's neuropsychology and that's a a field that's growing like crazy so if you have a teen that's into um, details and science and studying you know the understanding how the brain works and how to help people in understanding how the brain works like we need more people in that field there's there's just endless amount of things we need to know in that area so that generally will require at least a master's and a lot of times a, a PhD so a lot of education required to work in the field of psychology, but it sure is fun education and it's such rewarding work. So if you have a teen who's interested in counseling and just would like to fire off some questions to me, I am happy to, you know, let teens interview me. So all you have to do is contact me, Vicki, at sevensistershomeschool.com. So I'd love to answer questions from teenagers. So I think we kind of have a general overview of the field of psychology and how to kind of orient teens in an initial way into that area. I hope you guys would join us also on our Facebook group. We have a, a just a really nice, low-key, friendly, sisterly uh, Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group. And uh, also, if you could hop over to iTunes and leave us a review and some stars, it helps other people find us. Alrighty, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys next week. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. 